Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into episode 187 on the undercover cop no it's uh, episode 87 of do rags and boat shoes uh make sure you guys um like listen share all the episodes you listen to i appreciate the people sharing it you know on facebook more us uh twitter things of that sorts and uh make sure you tell a friend and uh, make sure they tell some friends and then they tell a few more friends and then them friends keep on telling friends until this grows into something uh, big and amazing. Um, as always, I appreciate the few listeners that I do have and uh, thank you all for rocking with me. So I guess we're going to go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen. First things first. So I'm so. um so sassy uh who did the woman's day episode of do rags and boat shoes with me uh celebrating women it was a great episode so she posted on facebook she shared the uh federation of young republicans of nebraska as you all know i am a black omaha native in omaha nebraska we do have black folks here that's why i always hashtag the show black omaha just to let you know that there are black folks in Nebraska. There's quite a few of us in Omaha and Lincoln. But so she, uh, so, so sassy, she uh, shares this uh, Facebook uh, thing and she says, I have so many questions. So I'm like, okay, let me see what's going on. So I start clicking through the pictures and, you know, I see the, uh, the governor, Pete Ricketts, and um, Deb Fisher, Senator Deb Fisher in there, you know, some hardcore right wingers and all these white folks they're at like the uh, governor's beach house or somewhere it's on a lake or some shit like that and uh the champ is there our champion terrence bud crawford is up here smiling throwing his fist up with these young republicans and i i do not know what the fuck my mans is doing in this situation here because it looks like a scene a deleted scene from get out like he is at a nice ass beach house surrounded by all these republicans and they're all taking pictures with he's taking pictures with all these different groups of republicans and you can go to the twitter my twitter page and see the twitter feed uh do rags boat shoes and just go through my tweets and look at all the pictures that i posted up there i got to i i I share so sassy sentiment when she says I have a bunch of questions because we have so many questions and my main thing is and y'all have heard me say this before is you know who's managing my man uh, Bud Crawford here who who is giving my man's advice because he is a man of the people I understand that but these people that he's taking pictures with don't rock with the people that look like him and i and myself and so sassy they don't rock with you know black folks you know let's just keep it 100 okay so it's it's wild to me i know that he's the people's champ you know uh doing this thing in a boxing ring and you know once you black and you know you you start you know have these great accomplishments you feel like you're transcending color remember when i played the footnotes from the story of oj from title the beginning of it and I told y'all to go look at, listen to it. Uh, Trevor Noah speaks on, you know, having this key, this access to white society. You know, when you're in the entertainment field, uh, sports or entertainment field, but that key can be taken away any time. So I don't want our brother to be falling off in the sunken place. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you know, uh, be very thorough when you're dealing with, you know, uh, some of these white folks out here. But nothing says... I need better handlers than having the champ take pictures with 
the Federation of Young Republicans here in the state of Nebraska and out here with bigoted ass Governor Ricketts and Pete Ricketts was on some old fuck shit when he was uh, trying to shit on the the uh, the uh, UNL, the uh, Husker players for kneeling, you know, to uh, bring awareness like Kaepernick to, uh, you know, this social injustice that black folks and other minorities are facing at the hands of the uh, the state and the federal government who are, who was allowing these the sanctioned killings. So he had some old fuck shit to say then. So this is like the third strike for my man bud crawford here first we had the situation with the car when he went and uh himself instead of sending some people in his team that don't know jesus to go get his car when the the uh business there's a small business here if you don't know go back and listen to the older shows or i'll just i guess i'll just keep talking about it now but so he had a uh, uh a clean old school needed to get it kitted out and all this other shit and the dude was taking too long with it and so he went up there barefaced no mask with a few of his people he should have just sent his people up there so he could just you know claim ignorance you know once they did it and they went up there to get his card and he ended up getting sued because the guy who owns the uh the shop the customization shop whatever you want to call it uh, said that Bud didn't pay him and then that they fucked up some equipment so he's trying to get some more money on top of that so that's strike one so I, I said that my man needs a, a common sense uh, consultant you know and I offered my services so then you had strike two and this happened just a couple months back when the uh, weather was just breaking I think maybe this was late May April or May uh, could have been June where the stud went on uh, Facebook Live and was posting about, uh, she went on live on Facebook. She was down at by City Trends, and you shouldn't ever, you know, somebody going live at City Trends, you know, some bullshit is about to take off. But Bud was down there, his baby mama was down there, and she was beefing with some woman down there, talking reckless, talking slick, talking greasy. You know how niggas do when somebody has something nice and doing something you know that rolls up out the out the barrel you know out of the crabs of the barrel of crabs you know they rise up and they get up out that bitch and start doing some good things and doing it big him and his baby mama and you know some hating ass hoe she had to come up here jarring off at the mouth making claims that bud is sleeping around with all these different women around the city just shitting on the brother's name trying to get the woman mad and shit like that so they start throwing hands and shit like that and you know bud he shows up the champ shows up and it was just it was just a nigga moment that's all it was like go back and watch the boondocks every single time they break down a nigga moment that's exactly it it's just jealousy and envy will always you know it it will just rear its ugly head if you down here you know still trying to hang with the folks that you didn't came up with and you didn't you know you done made a way for yourself and you done worked hard and you know you didn't got the money rolling in and shit like that but you still trying to be connected everybody ain't gonna like you like that you know what i'm saying so anyway so his baby mama his lady you know she out here banging with these dusty assholes out here and then some niggas roll up and you know bud is you know jarring off at the mouth and he's telling one guy like you know if you got something do something then you know some something to that extent i think somebody tried to fake like or they did have a gun or something like that and his life could have ended right then and there and that was strike two that's a situation where you know my man's just really can't just be out in these streets like that you know what i'm saying i know he likes to come back and talk to the kids in the hood and things like that and there's nothing wrong with that but you just can't be around these dusty niggas because dusty niggas don't you know they don't like you you know what i'm saying they want what you have they want you back being dusty with them there's nothing more that they would love for the champ than to lose his belts his endorsements you know and his, the, the revenue that he generates for the city lose all of that you know and be back slumming with them you know because dusty niggas love that type of shit you know so that was strike two and this is strike three with these young republicans you know you sitting up here you know taking these pictures with these folks not saying that you can't do that but it just it hurts your image it really does it has you looking funny in the light and i really need to know 
who is his management team you know who is his handlers you know who does the the brand management because it's just hurting it you know my man is uh, just so skilled such an amazing fighter such a great fighter and a truly humble individual and a beautiful spirit but it's just these public fuck-ups that just keeps happening and i hate to see my man out here like this fucked up in the game you know so if somebody you know could reach out to me email me and just let me know what's going on if he needs a common sense advisor i ain't gonna charge you a goddamn penny i'll do it just on gp just general principle you know give you a little bit of game and just how to move and you know and how to really be the people's champ and not tarnish your image out here in these streets like that so that's all i gotta say about that but you know uh, i send nothing but love and respect to that brother and then uh, last week I talked about uh, Coleon Noir and his thoughts on uh, Philando Castile. May he rest in peace, rest in power. Um, in the NRA video, um, uh, some BLM activists, Black Lives Matter activists, uh, one of the chapters, I forgot what the group was called, the specific chapter, because there's not a specific Black Lives Matter organization. It's just a slogan. It's a movement. It's not an actual organization. But anyways um they they made a video responding to the nra video and it was under the same guys uh the same scheme you know with the deep dark music you know the dark background and these different cut scenes and things like that and they and you know and at the end of the video you know they kind of cut the video off and then she just breaks breaks it down so lovely about how you know it's just all propaganda that's that's really what it is with the nra and uh it, it's a great video uh just look it up on youtube I, i'm not gonna play the audio because i seen what happened to uh the brother Tariq uh with his youtube page but i don't have a youtube page i, I was thinking about having one but i'm just i'm kind of cool on that as far as um broadcasting the videos like putting up the audio you know with a still picture up on youtube and things like that if i did that i would have to disable the comments and things like that because uh, there's just some trolls that are dis disgusting but uh they uh a bunch of uh uh a bunch of youtube trolls who he was calling out uh started flagging his videos and things like that and they ended up uh canceling his whole account so he had to start up a whole new account and uh I know it was I know it was kind of a stream of revenue for this brother, but it wasn't his main source of income. His main source of income is his uh, residuals off of his uh, his books and uh, probably the sales of like hidden color DVDs and you know lectures and things of that sort. So that's good to always have different streams of revenues. And this brother always said, you know, even though he's in a position you know that he is he, he's kind of independent you know them white folks can come at you at any time and that just shows that they you know trying to cut off a source of income right there you know from the youtube ads and things like that and somebody like him with um you know thousands of followers and you know tens of thousands of views he's getting a pretty penny off them them advertisements you know from the youtube accounts and things of that sort so that's why i'm not going to play the audio i'm just kind of you know kind of watching that thing you know so won't nobody say that i'm taking intellectual property and things of that sort and you know try to flag my soundclouds or uh get the shit taken down from uh, itunes or stitcher or whatever wherever it gets posted I, I really need to start posting on spotify too i need to submit my rss feed on spotify so i know a few folks fuck fuck with spotify and that'll broaden the audience and to get the brand a little bit more uh brolic out here in these streets but like i was saying i was talking about the whole nra thing and the uh, blm um you know what's crazy uh you know uh with nra the nra the actual organization not speaking out about philando uh castile I was listening to uh, DeRay McKesson's podcast, Pod Save the People. And, you know, I know this brother is, you know, I think I feel like he is an attention whore at times. Uh, he definitely capitalized off the Ferguson thing. And, you know, I really haven't seen anything tangible, uh, anything being built, you know, on his behalf. I know he ran for mayor of, uh, you know, Baltimore and things of that sort and it just proved that twitter is not real life he has so many followers and interactions on twitter but that didn't actually turn into votes and then the democratic the dnc tried to use him 
you know, to try to uh, kind of shut black folks down when black folks was, were, were starting to question, you know, the motives of the Democratic Party in this election when it was uh, coming down to the primaries between um, Hillary and Bernie. And, you know, black folks are like, well, what are you really going to do about these state sanctioned killings and things of that sort? And they kind of, you know, kind of push him out to the forefront to, you know, uh, champion for Hillary and things of that sort. But his podcast is actually very informative. And I don't know how he got these um, how he got these uh, connections and things of that sort. I don't know how I got it, but he speaks to a lot of high end people who were in the Obama administration and things of that sort. And he was speaking with the former secretary of education. And I did not know this. Once Philando Castile was uh, murdered by that cop, President Obama actually sent the secretary of education over to the school to uh, talk to the uh, parents and uh, the staff there and things of that sort. And what was shocking was that the uh he's the sec he when deray was interviewing and talking to the uh, secretary of education he was just breaking everything down and saying that you know the white folks they that at that school the parents and the staff they were you know they were disgusted they were so angry that this happened and they don't know why it happened you know they they've never witnessed anything like this they were just so angry and just they were at a loss for words and then you know there were tears everywhere and he said but when he talked to the black folks and the parents and the staff you know they they you know they were upset visibly upset but the, it just comes to it is expected he said so to speak when uh you know when because of their interactions with police which was very different from white's interactions with police because philando did everything correctly and he was talking with the principal of the school or it might have been assistant principal i can't remember but this is a white woman and she was saying that she never got stopped by police up there at all and she said when she, once she married her husband who was a black man they've been stopped multiple times multiple times if he's driving he just pulled over for no reason at all so it, it just really shows the climate that we are in and um you know it's just wild to see that black folks are so used to uh you know having these fucked up interactions with the law that you become numb to when somebody is killed by police some a per, another person of color a black person is killed by police and it, it was just crazy to hear the secretary of education um you know speak about that so i thought that was a little gem just to kind of tie in with it but um yeah it was just shocking and uh just it still it still has me just feeling some sort of way just this was a card carrying man who was practicing his second amendment rights and he wasn't you know with his last dying breath he's still telling the cop i wasn't going for the gun i wasn't going for it you know that is it's fucked up and then on top of that, the fucking cop is still going to get his salary, I believe. Yeah, he's going to get like 48 grand or something like that. So essentially, this man is rewarded, even though he I think he loses his job. I believe so. He loses his job and then he gets, you know, rewarded with a year's salary just dumped on him. This is a disgusting ass system that we have in place. And I was uh, listening to uh, the latest episode of Pod Save the People. That's the one with DeRay. And uh, they were saying that the statistically, I think it's a, a 1% or less than 1% of police officers are actually convicted if they're put on trial for like manslaughter or murder or something like that. Less than one is like 1% or less than 1% this is fucking crazy and then it just shows you got more body cams and shit like that but the footage doesn't matter at all at at fucking all uh what case was it with the uh with the little sassy brother that was uh had a felony but he still was on the jury was that walter scott's trial i'm trying to figure out when he was talking about we got to touch and feel the evidence and all this other shit and he was sounding like a lesbian poet or some shit like that we got to see and we got to feel the evidence when he was on the view i think that was walter scott's uh that's the brother that got shot out east and this was when he got shot in the back when he was running away 
and the cop placed a gun on him but somebody was filming the whole damn interaction the guy just ran and he just you know whipped his gun out and opened fired on him this was an old dude trying to run away like he could have caught him but you know fucking cop just knew that he was gonna get off so this 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 system is disgusting it literally makes me sick to my stomach like i get just so tired of seeing these these goddamn tweets and these videos like every fucking day it's somebody new it's either a child being harassed by the cops you know it's a woman being killed it's a brother being killed a teenage girl getting the shit beat out of her a teenage boy getting choked to death or something like that and i saw another video and i don't know where this was at this brother was handcuffed to the ground and the canine he had his arm hands behind his back and the canine dog was still latched on to one of his forearms and the canine cop is trying to pull the dog off him and he can't get him off of there and the guy filming like you can't control your dog and he's getting all like bat like red in the face and embarrassed and shit other cops are telling the pedestrians to uh, step away and shit like that but the guy keeps filming he's like you can't control your dog and he couldn't he had to literally yank he's trying to yank the dog off without like ripping the skin off the the guy's forearm then he finally just gets yanks the dog up off him but it is a very disturbing video to see and then if you uh you know if you kill one of these damn dogs they're gonna give you fucking 60 70 years in prison i know it's a brother that uh killed one of a police dog or something you know uh didn't want the dog to rip his throat out or some shit like that and he ended up getting uh some crazy amount of years but i feel like i'm going off on a tangent here which is crazy and then uh i know y'all saw the uh the damn uh article about um let me pull it up real quick uh, let's see about the baton rouge cop that's uh suing uh black lives matter which isn't even a fucking organization it's a movement and a slogan he's trying to sue and he's trying to sue deray mckesson like i said the twitter social justice warrior he's trying to sue them because of what happened last year uh with that guy uh that long guy uh what the fuck is uh that kid's name uh shit i forgot his name was it grant long or something like that um let me see here let me look it up real quick y'all bear with me here yeah gavin long i'm sorry um after alton sterling got killed a few few days later this uh brother dressed up in like uh fatigue had a rifle and a mask on and he killed three cops and then he uh wounded three others before he was dying before he was killed shot dead he uh so one of the officers that was wounded, he's now trying to sue and get some money. Talking about DeRay started all this because of a protest that he was the head of and all this other shit. Just real fucking silly shit. Like you suing somebody and you trying to sue an organization that doesn't even fucking exist. There's not a Black Lives Matter organization. It's a slogan and a movement. There's, there's different chapters of uh social organization or social improvement organizations out there they use the slogan but you out here it's it's disgusting it is like you a cop like you know what you getting into it in this job just like a soldier you know that's just like um a soldier you know going to you know going off to uh the middle east or something and then his buddies get killed and he gets wounded so now he's trying to sue you know uh fucking he about to sue uh the fucking city or something like that that he's in just or suing whoever he's going to war with you know this just fucking goofy it's fucking goofy and i'm just fucking sick of it i'm just i'm just really fed up but so i man I, i'm fed up but anyway so i get uh, a tweet late um when did, when did latrice tweet me uh, she tweeted me, uh, what was it, Monday night? Might have been Tuesday morning or something like that. Super late. She came across a great article um, that I have to share with y'all. Put it up on that good old Summer Jam screen. But it was it was, uh, it was, in, it was an article from New Jersey, a, a New Jersey radio station. And it says that New Jersey citizens allowed to defend themselves against police brutality, the court's rule. 
So there was a, a drug dealer named uh, Darnell Reed. He was arrested back in 2013 by two cops, and they beat him bloody to a bloody pulp after a traffic stop. And you know they ripped out some of his uh, his dreadlocks and things like that. And so they uh, and then he was fighting back, and you know they tried to tack on some uh, some resisting arrest charges and things like that. But they actually had to throw it out because uh, the evidence presented. You know, it supported a finding that the officers, you know, used unnecessary and excessive force. And uh, the jury, they actually convicted him beforehand, but it said they, they actually had to reverse it. The jury uh, should have been instructed on a self-defense charge. And so uh, it rests on. So the decision to overturn that resisting arrest charge, it was from uh, a Supreme Court decision back in 1970. And this was uh, the state versus uh, Mova Hill. Movi Hill. That's the that's the defendant's last name. M U L V I H I L L. And it says, and I quote, in if in effectuating the arrest or the temporary detention, the officers employs excessive and unnecessary force, the citizen may respond or counter with the use of reasonable force to protect himself. And if in doing so the officer is injured, no criminal offense has been committed. So in New Jersey, if a cop is beating the shit out of you, you know what I'm saying, using excessive force, you can use that same force back to the cop to defend yourself and to protect your life. And they can't charge you with a criminal offense like resisting arrest or something like that. But you have to know about the Supreme Court decision of 1970 in the state versus uh, Moville Hill. And that's uh, the state versus m-u-l-v-i-h-i-l-l so that's just something out there for my new jersey folks so y'all be safe out there and protect your neck so you can actually but the thing with that decision uh, the state versus moville moville hill is m-u-l-v-i-h-i-l-l i don't know how to pronounce that movie hill but anyways but you can't exceed the force that they're using on you so if they beating the shit out of you with a baton i guess you can beat the shit out of them with a stick or something like that so you know that was a great article that uh latrice sent me so shout out to latrice thank you so much for sending that to me um i know my listeners appreciate that uh much love and respect to you on that let's see what else is going on um let me pull this up real quick so we have a situation with a international incident where a uh, sister um, was renting out a uh, Airbnb, uh, the South African woman, and uh, she they were late leaving out of the Airbnb. There's always I, I've talked about this before. There's been some fuckery with the Airbnb uh, going on for a long time. Uh, when me and the wife were. Uh, going to uh, planning our honeymoon to hawaii uh back in uh what was it december november november december we were planning out we were thinking of uh doing an airbnb and then i had to stop myself i'm like fuck that you know when they see my black ass show up you know it might be some old bullshit you know what i'm saying it's just like there's been so many incidences of uh black folks and other people of color uh other minorities uh you know dealing with some racist ass white folks someone they didn't want to rent out to them and things like that i wasn't going to experience that firsthand because i don't get into shouting matches i just throw hands to be honest with you you know if it gets to that point when you're using racial slurs and things like that directly to my face i ain't one of these you know these these niggas that's gonna keep up here uh arguing with you and things like that and being shocked like oh my god you said this no oh my god you're laid out flat because your mouth got you in trouble so but anyway, so this uh, South African sister was uh, was trying to stay at this uh, this uh, Airbnb by this uh, these Dutch folks, and uh, it, this video is crazy as cat shit. And so they're they're they were supposed to check out at a certain time. It was a little bit later that they were checking out, and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're trying to get out. We're getting out now." And uh, so that was the wife showed up. And you know they're explaining like, hey, we just we're about to get out of here now. And then the wife, you know, is talking real greasy. And then she leaves, comes back with her husband, and he's, you know, all pissed off and all this other shit. And uh, <clears throat> and there's a video of it, and he pushes one of the women down the steps, and she suffers a uh, concussion. 
you know, and uh, before he pushes her, he said, you need to leave now. This is not Africa. And uh, he grabbed her and he uh, pushed her down the steps. And so he's being charged with attempted murder, rightfully so. And hopefully he is uh, convicted of that because that is crazy as, as all get out. So somebody is paying you to stay at your place and they're leaving a little bit later, you know, than they're supposed to be. And you come and you come back and you push push one of them down the steps and they suffer a concussion. Yes, you damn right you need to be charged with attempted murder. That is that is wild, crazy as cat shit. Uh just man, like these black folks, y'all gotta be safe out here. Black folks, people of color, non-racist white folks, y'all need to be safe out here and be on alert at all damn times. We are seeing these incidents, incidences just rise and rise and uh it's all being captured on film now and it's just devastating so you really just got to keep that third eye open keep your spider sensey senses tingling and if they are get the fuck out of dodge okay and i think i've been ranting too long it's been like a half an hour on the summer jam screen i had a bunch of other shit i wanted to talk about oh oh let me talk about this one last thing on a summer jam screen i I'm, uh it sucks that it's going on so long but um the local paper here ran a story about uh, a roofing company, and this guy's name is Richard Getschman, G-E-T-Z-S-C-H-M-A-N. So there is a vacant lot near 16th and Benny. 16th and Benny is in Northeast Omaha. This is where a lot of older black folks live who's been there since, you know, the 50s and 60s and things like that. And it's a little bit of an industrial area kind of uh, so far east. Uh, but it, it took a hard hit in the late 80s, mid 90s from uh, the crack wave and things like that. But the older folks that live there, they do take pride in their homes and their neighborhoods and things like that. And there has been tons of marches if not thousands of marches down in that area to get the gang members up out of there to get them crackheads up out of there the drug pushers and things of that sort so the neighborhood has the neighborhood in that area you know has taken a hard hit but there still is a neighborhood association going on strong so there's this roofing company that this old fucker richard getchman owns and uh let me see here so he, there was a city uh planning department meeting you know they were the city planning department was responding to neighbors complaints uh because getchman got all this this roofing shit in this big ass lot he hasn't mowed the lot um so there was a planning board meeting only about 10 neighbors attended it and it was probably all older black folks because they they take you know they take pride in their neighborhood and they want to know what's going on most of us need to start doing that and attending these uh, city council meetings and these planning board meetings and things of that that sort to see what's going on in your neighborhood and what you know the the local government has planned for your area so the uh planning board voted unanimously to deny his request to uh, uh rezone the lot for commercial use so he's just been dumping shit in this lot and he wanted to use it for commercial use where he can keep dumping shit off and making a neighborhood looks trashy and horrible and you know this man this uh this getchman this richard getchman man he he stood up a few feet from these folks mainly black folks and he said give the property back to the niggers he said that right in the planning board meeting and they said there was a loud gasp could be heard by everywhere and someone on the planning board said hey uh and then one of the neighbors said did you hear that and uh you know it's very very disgusting and then somebody confronted him about it so this geshman guy he's 70 years old and he's the owner of geshman roofing and sheet metal and he said in an interview, no, he said in an interview, I'm sorry, nobody confronted him. He said in an in a interview, he did not use the N-word. He said, my comment was, give my property back to the neighbors, which is bullshit. And uh, multiple people in that room heard him say nigger. And, you know, he's keep denying it. He said, you heard wrong. And he said, 
But check this out. So in this interview, he told the reporter that, you know, you heard wrong after multiple people said that he said, you know, give it back to the niggers. And then he goes into this defense right here. He said people shouldn't be incensed if somebody used the N word when they hear it all day long in rap music and when they say it all the time. My nigga. Did this 70-year-old man use the, well, rappers say it, excuse? This reminds me of Don Imus' old ass when he said nappy-headed hoes when he was talking about the basketball team, the uh, the women's basketball team. Was it UNLV? And, it, and everywhere you saw, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, ABC News, World News Now, CBS News, um, whatever news outlet you saw, they used the defense of, well, they started putting black people on trial here, even though Don Imus said nappy-headed hoes, and his hair is pretty kinky itself, he said when he said nappy headed hoes every other every news organization started putting black folks on trial about rap music started putting rap music on trial so then it turned into all these debates you had the black educated class you had local rap not local rappers you had different rappers and then you had a few white folks sprinkled in arguing about the n-word and so then you had the black educated class talking about we are above that this word is so hurtful yada 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 you had the uh, rapper saying it as we took the word back it's a term of endearment no white person should say it then you got the white person over there talking about it's just such a hurtful word i don't think nobody can say it and i said this before with the word nigger er or a that is the one thing that black folks have the privilege of saying and, and it eats white folks up it chaps their ass that they can't say nigger and they always go to the defense of or the excuse of well if i can't say it nobody else should say it why would you even want to say it now, do you guys believe that this Richard Getschman guy and Don Imus sitting up here listening to Migos, listening to Lil Pump, listening to Lil Boosie, listening to Hove, listening to uh, fucking Future, and that's influencing them to say nappy-headed hoes and nigger? These guys are older than hip-hop, double the age of when hip-hop came out, okay? So you telling me that rap music influenced them to say this the fuck out of here it's a smoke screen they say it so much like paul mooney to make their teeth white fuck out of here that disgusting right so if this man really didn't say nigger in this planning board meeting why did he jump to that defense that 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 old ass well they hear it in rap music they say it all the time to each other these old black folks in their 16th and benny ain't out here saying nigga this nigga that nigga up and down the street they ain't talking like that and you telling me that this richard geshman dude is riding around in his truck you know bumping some uh some some goddamn the locks that's that's what's happening right now he bumping some ugk rest in peace to pimp c that's what he's doing out here he's bumping some ludicrous that's what he's doing on his way to a job fuck out of here and you know what I, I think people should do from here on out and there's been a few people jumping on his a uh his uh facebook page uh, the, the facebook page is very limited ain't shit on there but um I, th I feel like people should just call call his shop and just you know play rap music they should just call 402-346-7424 402-346-7424 and just just you know leave a message let them know how you feel you know you can call and just leave some rap music on there because he loves it so much you know because apparently that's what influenced him to say that to these older black folks in his planning board meeting you know that's all you got to do for richard geshman and it's uh richard geshman roofing and uh sheet metal and it's 402-346-7424. And uh, Hove, how do you feel about this? Don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. 
All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that. As always, wonderful intro. Um, selling hope like dope has to be American politics right now. Uh, we have just seen an article. Articles are floating all over because the Federal Election Commission has received paperwork from somebody on behalf of Dwayne The Rock Obama Johnson for a 2020 uh, presidential campaign called Run the Rock 2020. Um, this is turning into a shit show, and I blame Middle America, which I live at, for this uh, shit show of uh, of American politics that we have right now. So right now we have a goofy ass president who who just needs his ego stroked just up and down uh me and my father-in-law were talking about this uh, about how he's still holding rallies after becoming president uh still holding fucking rallies like he's on a campaign trail and he's already won and he just needs his ego stroke and there was uh, i wish i could have find the article so i could quote it but somewhere they were saying that him as a businessman is actually horrible but he's great branding and there's actually behind the scenes there's other companies who pretty much like lease out his name to put on their products and things like that or their hotels just because of the name because he's not he's actually not a good businessman at all he's just a face and a brand and trump is basically the poor man's idea of what a rich man should be and of a weak man's vision of what a strong man should be that's that's what president trump is that's what the uh the orange julius caesar is as uh larry wilmore likes to call him i like that and i like the cheeto in chief uh shout out to Jesus. uh nice i like that and then um man this is it's so anyways uh so we see we seen what happened with the uh the g20 summit you seen that white supremacist speech that uh um president trump gave out that 45 gave out and it was uh nothing but dog whistle words he was just talking about western society western culture yeah, and dr francis crest wilson may she rest in peace rest in power um she told us in the isis paper that that is nothing but coded language for white that's all it is when people talk about western civilization and uh western powers and you know western culture and the west it just means white that's all it means and that's that is true so if you go listen to that g20 speech uh that summit speech yeah, and it's just very disgusting it is and uh you can see uh random gifts videos from the g20 summit of our president number 45 sitting up there looking lonely at that big ass table while other world leaders are uh you know talking politicking you know shooting the shit and he and reporters were talking about he looked miserable and lonely nobody wanted to deal with him and uh i just feel like america had a great run we did we had an amazing run you know as a superpower but you know it seems like our time is up and uh just with this administration running this shit right into the ground uh with president obama even though he didn't do shit for black folks and it was uh, partially our responsibility to hold his ass to the flame because we got him in there both times um you know both uh elections uh both presidential runs we should have held barack obama's ass to the flame and demanded something from him but he was a very progressive uh leader and he was he basically showed that america could be sort of great it could be something better than what it's known for as far as being a bully of the world being a big brother of the world and uh, i feel like somebody else is going to take that place uh our dumbass president is up here talking about he's going to start a cyber security uh coalition with fucking russia my nigga like what 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 does russia have on you that you keep opening up them big ass butt cheeks letting them slide in for like what do they have on you what the fuck do they have on you and i know i know everybody keep running with that piss tape but is it, if that's it man you might as well just let that shit leak out like because you just and then what's even crazier is these so-called 
patriots up here like i don't see nothing wrong with russia you know these hardcore right-winger patriots and i told y'all about you know white supremacists being disguised as patriots and there, there's nothing patriotic about trying to align with somebody who 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 is a, who's one of the biggest threats to us you know and y'all up here just i don't see anything wrong with it like when trump jr had that email exchange with that uh russian uh, dignitary or whoever the fuck it was about trying to get some dirt on hillary clinton he went on twitter and just released the whole thread and you're in nope don't see nothing wrong with that nothing lock her up lock her up and it just shows how dumb a lot of his voters are just fucking idiots don't give two fucks about this great country nothing don't give a fuck about it and i do say this is a great country um even though we do have black folks catching hell here left and right there's a lot of freedoms that we do have that you wouldn't have in other you know countries and things of that sort or other continents um but you can't make the worst of a bad situation you know we do have the right to resist um and that's what we are doing which is a beautiful thing and it's it's, it's a great country um you know i know black folks here have to work you know twice as hard uh to get where a white person has to be uh it's like chris rock said you know uh uh what was it? he told that joke about you know how he makes has to work hard and makes all this money and his fucking neighbor is a dentist you know and it just shows that you know the black man gotta fly to somewhere that a, a white man can walk to and it's the truth it's the truth but you do have access to clean water um you know a great military it keeps us safe but i don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon with this fuck fuckhead in here but uh yeah like i said before america had a good run had a good run but this shit is about to come crumbling down and i'm gonna light up the biggest cuban cigar kick my feet up and just watch it burn and i'll be ready for the rebuild to be honest with you because uh the rock running for president is just going it's this is going to be idiocracy it's already idiocracy the movie if y'all haven't seen it you know folks gonna start fucking watering plants using a uh, fucking gatorade and shit like that and only use water to flush turds down and that's an inside joke of the movie if y'all don't know people were so stupid and idiocracy that they were trying to they were eating like nothing but like fast food and like candy bars and shit and uh like corporations pretty much took over the government which is happening now it's already happening but people were so dumb they were like watering plants and crops with fucking gatorade because they had electrolytes and it, fucking funny good movie i recommend you guys see it because that will be our future that will be our future and it'll be a soft apocalypse it ain't gonna be no hard one where like people are out here you know running around shooting folks dead in the face and you know trying to seize your land and property it'll be a soft one it'll be people like stealing your internet and shit like that but this is just selling hope like dope uh at the at, at the finest because uh, uh the government has been doing it but to have the rock running just and it just shows you don't need trump just open the door that you don't need any sort of you know uh political background or anything to win you just got to be able to speak in dog whistle terms and uh be able to speak to the majority but hey you know maybe after 2020 you know we can start rebuilding and we can start being a harmonious place again maybe but this shit is just it, it's coming out like a bad movie but we really have to learn how to resist and uh what i'm working on right now uh, all jokes aside besides the soft apocalypse and things like that i am working on just breaking down some steps on how to resist and how to effectively you know change this system in pieces so i'm working on that so y'all just be patient with me been doing a lot of reading and research like that just to give y'all some tips on how to resist this regime 
and you know how to change the system from within but you're gonna have to start changing it piece by piece and you're gonna have to start infecting the minds of those close to you so they can affect the minds close to them and it just keeps spreading and going viral and then before you know it america is very harmonious and it's living up to the words that this country was built on not built on white supremacy but you know the cookie cutter version that you get in social studies in fifth grade you know we can't have that kind of america but for right now selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so holding the l this week it has to be dj Khaled, rihanna bryson tiller and whoever pr- produced this bum ass wild thought song um what the fuck is wrong with y'all sampling maria 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 is a fire ass song and then you throw fucking mumbling ass rihanna on here take it and then fucking bryson tiller with his uh rapping non-singing ass don't like and then dj khaled like what the fuck like i know the song is about what about 17 years old 17 18 years old when it come out 99 2000 something like that maria maria and the sample is trash is how they sampled it the song is trash and i just like like it's the music video shot beautifully but i hate how they're trying to make this the song of the summer just based off of names and i hate that with music now i hate that when they try to push something out i feel like there's like an edict sent out not even an email like an edict like this is going to be the song of the summer we got rihanna bryson tiller dj Khaled, and it's like fuck that like how can y'all disrespect santana okay the product gnb and how can you disrespect wonder and wyclef who produced that fire ass maria maria song like to have bryson tiller and rihanna come behind the product gnb like they can't hold a fucking flame to the product gnb like it pisses me off every time that fucking song comes on like listen to wild thoughts first listen to that go to youtube listen to it and then go listen to maria maria and you tell me which one is better i get so tired of hearing this butchered bullshit ass singing that's going on right now neither one and i I don't give a fuck about the rihanna navy she can't sing she makes hot songs but she can't sing you know it i know it she's just pretty to look at and her songs are catchy that's it can't sing worth a goddamn cannot not at all and that goes for bryson tiller too and his dad hat wave that's the only thing that we got from bryson tiller that was cool is the fucking dad hat that is it and dj khaled i'm tired of seeing your ass out here just I'm, i'm tired of you and your positivity i know it's great it's amazing but you you got you gotta slow down i know you got bills and shit like that you just had a son but you gotta stop putting out this trash and i hate that these radio stations are trying to make this the song of the summer i know the label trying to push it out there but it's not the fucking song of the summer it's not it's fucking trash it's a trash ass sample and y'all just butchered the product gnb santana wonder wyclef and that haitian magic that they sprinkled on that maria maria song y'all just fucked it up and it, it just really chaps my ass it really does it just grinds my gears chaps my ass gives me a migraine makes my knees hurt my joints hurt i'm just fucking tired of it hold this l you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes uh we i guess we got to give it to big meech um in southwest t from the bmf family uh, and why do I say that? Because both them brothers are in prison right now. But they are getting back in the game via BMF and not the Black Mafia family. So a lot of blogs are reporting that uh, the best medicinal farm is uh, it's a 
it's a farm that's getting into the weed game in California and it's going by BMF and uh, they're using the same logo and the whole Instagram account is big up Big Meech um, and they're trying to expand uh, to DC also and um, man just shout out to him getting back in the legal game getting in the game legally and they uh, you know from my understanding from reading these blog posts and things of that sort is uh that he's running things behind bars and uh things of that sort so when he come home he'll be sitting pretty uh if he continues you know they keep their paperwork legit and shit like that so uh anyway free big meach and southwest t so i just shout out to them and then like i I broke down uh was it last episode that i broke down some hustles for y'all i think it was uh to uh go ahead and get in the game and uh you know get some paper in your pockets and things of that sort um y'all better jump on especially cali and dc you know they both have made moves to help minorities uh get into the legal weed game by offering like an affirmative action so to speak when applying for licenses to sell and distribute marijuana so they're sitting aside like business licenses and things like that for you to sell and distribute uh for black folks uh, which is for black folks and minorities but you know the minority hustle y'all better hurry up and jump on that shit before a white woman uh get on that shit you know because they benefit the most from uh, affirmative action so my dc folks and my cali folks y'all really need to be jumping on that wave you know jump on wave, jump on wave, uh jump on that shit quick and then also in oakland california the city council is making moves to set aside about 50 percent of the business permits for medical marijuana and cannabis business permits in this first wave that they're introducing for those affected by the war on drugs or arrested for pot related crimes dating all the way back to 1996 or residents that have lived in areas that were torn apart by police for at least 10 years during the war on drugs if you lived in the area that was all decimated and beat up when they was coming through folks homes with tanks and battering rams and shit like that you lived in a neighborhood like that for at least 10 years you know you can uh go ahead and go ahead and get you a business permit um or a cannabis business pr- permit or a medical marijuana uh permit to uh, go ahead and get in the game and uh start selling that shit because uh man and it's dope to see that oakland is going to you know set aside some of those business permits in this first wave for folks that was arrested for trafficking you know marijuana and non-violent offenses like that so they can you know it's it's not reparations but you know it shows that the the city of oakland is moving in the right direction to do right by folks because a lot of folks got locked up just for selling weed that's it and you see like in las vegas i think it was las vegas nevada that legalized it and the mayor there took uh you know was the first in line to buy some weed that is is crazy it's crazy how this is booming and the people that's selling it and jumping in the game don't look like none of the folks from the late 80s and the 90s who got swept up in them clinton third strike laws and i should say in the 90s they got swept up in them clinton third strike laws or suffered in the 80s from reagan and bush from the uh dare campaign just say no and shit like that and uh man uh truth be told there's a lot of uh, low-key Republicans who got uh, a lot of vested interests over uh, just uh, west of Nebraska and Colorado, you know, got a lot of little dispensaries and little shops set up, you know, using their retirement to, uh, you know, set up some shops and uh, get that get that money rolling in. And it brings in a shit ton of money. And I've been watching it closely um, here in Nebraska, seeing if they're going to let the medicinal marijuana pass and then recreational. I've been watching that shit. I, I check on the, I check uh, on these different websites and these Facebook groups that I'm in at least once a week to see, you know, if any legislation passed or if anything is going coming through this political tunnel to uh, come out to the glory land. Cause soon as it do, I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling my wife that I am dumping out our major savings account that we have, the 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 big one, and we gonna have a nice little shop set up, and we are about to get P A I D, okay? But uh, yeah, black folks, y'all really need to jump on this wave. You know, you can already, you already know somebody who knows somebody as far as you know teaching you how to measure and how to break down grams and things like that, OZs 
and things like that so you learn the most you can your best you can about this game go on youtube learn about growing and shit like that and then go still stay on youtube and learn about uh, investing even just being like an angel investor in some kind of uh medical marijuana or cannabis dispensary and um learn about return investments and uh learn about all the permits that you need to open up and things like that and take advantage of these permits that's being set aside especially in california and dc for you they want you to get up in the game and there's actually a minority uh business owners group that uh specializes in cannabis or something like that i forgot the name of it um but just look up minority uh cannabis business owner group i believe that's the name of it um and they got a whole website dropping game and you can actually join that for free and then there's a paid membership also that gives you a little bit more game too on how to learn about that because this is this right now what we're looking at this is like when um the mobsters back in the prohibition era this is like them just when they were just sitting on bootleg liquor and then the government just was like okay it's back legal again and these people are about to get paid and you know black folks we really could you know bill gates this shit warren buffett this shit so we really need to jump in the game um like i said this shit becomes legal here y'all gonna see me on the cover of high times me and my wife standing back to back smiling with a stack of damn money <laughs> but that's all i got for not all heroes wear capes uh big meech getting back in the game and these uh california and dc for uh, looking out for black folks and i guess minorities too but mainly black folks were affected by the war on drugs you know that i know that mainly black folks and uh latinos so yeah not all heroes wear capes all right so moving on to the last portion of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from maya angelou rest in peace and uh it says i've learned that making a living is not the same thing as making a life so i know a lot of times we do get so caught up and wrapped up in our jobs you know uh, bills stacking up and things of that source and you working more overtime and you might pick up a second job but you know you got to take time out and enjoy your life and i know we're on this wave now social media tells you that you need to own your own business to create a revenue stream for yourself and uh you know a lot of people aren't built to start up a business just off rip you know a lot of people ain't built for that kind of stress you know it's a lot of work it's a lot of sleepless nights being an entrepreneur but you got so many people online who are entrepreneurs of trying to motivate people to be entrepreneurs when they ain't never built shit themselves but they just have these sweet ass words out for you and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna keep it all the way funky with you doing this podcast that i have it takes a lot of work i um you know as soon as i get done editing this and recording get done recording and editing and posting this up online i'm right back to reading i'm back right back to learning and you know trying to gain content for the next episode and it's a lot of work even just doing this little hour long podcast 45 minutes to an hour long podcast it takes a lot of work you know um a lot of people are always like well how come you ain't got time for this this and this well i'm reading i'm learning i'm trying to you know uh you know get my thoughts together and trying to work on being a better podcaster and things of that source and try to take this podcast to the next level and developing content and trying to be engaging and things of that sort so it takes a lot out of you but you have to be you know it you have to be disciplined you really do because there's so much outside noise you know when you're doing your thing and you're trying to you know build something uh, amazing and something that you love to do i love doing this podcast because i just keep learning i keep growing my mind keeps expanding it keep it it gives me back the wonder that i had as a child when i was learning that's why i love doing this podcast so much um just the, the learning and just the hey did you know about this 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 so i'm sharing my excitement with y'all and but we like i said but you know that's just me going off on a tangent uh, it, it does take so much work but if you're disciplined and you got the energy for it you know do what you love but you know don't just dismiss those people in your life 
and uh, you know your little ones, you know your wife, your husband, whoever you married to, don't matter. You know whoever you shacking up with or somebody shacked up with you, you know uh, enjoy life. And if you're not built to be an entrepreneur, learn how to make your money work for you. And that means investing. That means. Uh, you know, putting a little bit more money in your 401k, putting a little bit more money in your savings, but you want to make your money work for you. Learn the stock market game. Uh, you know, that's the main thing. Just learn how to invest your dollars. And I'm still learning to this day. So learn how to invest because right now you just just putting money away for a rainy day you're not getting a great return and i'll i'll keep it 100 with the uh the few thousands that we we got in our savings account one of our savings accounts you know you get we're getting a return investment of a barely a dollar you know what i'm saying like monthly it's like we putting hundreds of dollars in here monthly and we getting barely a dollar back. So you just really have to invest. I know you want to save money for a rainy day, but you're just going to have to take a risk, learn how to invest, learn how to uh, put your uh, money into different accounts. It's just going to the money's going to keep growing over time. Investments accounts is going to keep growing over time because I know so many people, they're either not built to be an entrepreneur or they're too scared to put a bunch of money in there. And you got to learn how to hustle to be an entrepreneur. You really do. You really do got to learn how to hustle and lose it all. Get it right back. You know what I'm saying? And if you ain't built for that life, there's nothing wrong with it. But there is something wrong if you don't have your money, your little bit of money that you sit aside for you working for you. You know, so learn this investment game. YouTube has a bunch of videos on how to invest business insider has a million articles about it the wall street journal has a bunch of articles on it um just you know take it back to the the um the simplest level the lowest level so you can understand terms uh principal interest things like that and uh you know always always you know how the saying goes in business you always want to buy low sell high that's all it is that's all it is you buy something for a dollar you want to sell it for two dollars you know what i'm saying um but you know don't get so caught up and just working so much that you forget to enjoy life because you know when you work hard you get something amazing you work hard for it but you know you got to work twice as hard to keep it but just don't lose the focus on your support system and those around you and uh you know take time out to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor all right so uh much love and respect to all of y'all out there um like i said listen like share send it in an email to somebody um don't send it at work because i don't want y'all to get fired and then next thing you know y'all just like yo double i got fucking fired for sharing your episode in the, the company email i cc'd everybody even the ceo and you know, he, he could be some old, you know, some old good fella, some old uh, good old boy. And he just, I don't like how that colored fella's talking. You know, it could be some shit like that. But share it with your friends. Uh, share it with your family. Uh, share it with somebody that really needs to wake up and open their mind and expand. And as always, I love y'all. And I will catch y'all next week. One.